Hello, I'm Scott Suskovic, Senior Pastor at Christ Lutheran Church. I want to invite you to check out our website, ChristELCA.org. And join us at worship. We have four different, very unique campuses. So glad you're here. Enjoy this podcast. It's the American dream, isn't it? For over, uh, for over 300 years, this country, even before it was founded, had immigrants from around the world coming here with the hope, with the dream, that the next generation will have it better than the previous one. Better financially, better security, better peace, better family, better children, better life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness that we want that when they place that child into our arms in the hospital with, we want that to be true. We want them to have more. We want it to be better. That's the dream, but what's the reality? Take a look at this graph. It shows on the far left-hand side from 1940 what about 92% of children will earn more than their parents, all the way down now to those children born in 1984, uh, it's going to be about less than half are going to be making what their parents did. But of course, when we're talking about we want better, we want more for that next generation, we have to broaden that definition beyond just a paycheck. Because indeed, when it comes to other things, things that deeply matter, of course, that will continue on. But what will that look like? I imagine Jesus and his uh, disciples, almost like God, placing into Jesus' hand these infant believers as Jesus holds them close, a ragtag army who really didn't understand who he was and what he was doing. I wonder if Jesus had dreams also, hopes and aspirations that they would do even greater things. They would have more. Because these disciples saw some pretty amazing things, didn't they? I mean, they saw Jesus walk on water, feed 5,000 people, Cure leprosy, bring sight to the blind, even raise a man from the dead. That's pretty amazing. And then in John 14, Jesus gets his disciples together. And, and he kind of says, you ain't seen nothing yet. Because he tells them this line, you will do far greater things than these you will do far greater things than these. And I can only imagine this ragtag army who's saying, who? Us? Greater than raising of Lazarus? Greater than walking on water? I'm just a carpenter. I'm just a fisherman. I'm just a tax collector. I'm just a, a middle schooler. What is your excuse? that you can't do greater things than these. But then Jesus clarified that, and he said, when power comes to you from on high. Because when we're filled with the Holy Spirit, indeed, that's a, that's a game changer. 
And of course, at Pentecost, Acts chapter 2, that's when the Spirit flooded the hearts and the lives of the followers. And indeed, we today are still people of the Pentecost. We today are still filled with that same Spirit. And so we today are making good on that promise where Jesus said, you're going to do greater things than these because we today... We're preaching to more people than Jesus ever did. We are healing more people than Jesus ever did. We are feeding more people than Jesus ever did. And I would add, we are raising from the dead those who are clinically dead. We are raising from the dead more than Jesus ever did. And not because of us. Our quick wit, our deep intellect, but it goes back to what Jesus said, when the power from on high comes upon you, you will do greater things than these. That's what I want to talk about today with our middle schoolers. If you're new today, if you're visiting today, about a month ago we had this bold experiment. We read through the parable of the talents. It's a story in which a rich man goes away and gives his three servants different amounts of money. Now, two of them double, double the rich man's money, and they are deeply praised. The third one buries it in the backyard. So we thought here, let's try it for real. Does it work? And so we gave 50 middle school kids random envelopes, some with a 20, some with a 50, some with a $100 bill. And we just said, go out and make an impact for the kingdom of God. And some great, great stories have ensued. Now there's some who have taken their money and donated it directly to some charity or organization. We've got a couple of videos here of some kids doing just that. Let's take a look. My name is Madison Brown, and I'm a seventh grader at Weddington Middle School. I received $100 and I donated the money to the refugee program at Lutheran World Relief. Lutheran World Relief is a nonprofit organization that helps people in need all over the world. I chose to do this as my project because whenever I read or hear about people who have to flee their countries and I'm almost nothing, it upsets me. It's horrifying to me that people have to leave their countries with hardly anything and it's our job to share our blessings with them when they don't have what they need. Like when they have to leave their country, sometimes they don't have time to get anything at all. And I saw God in the organization because it spreads his love throughout the world. Hi, my name is Slayton Davis. I'm in sixth grade at Community House Middle School. I received $20 to increase the kingdom of God by helping a nonprofit youth program. Carolina Metro Res is a baseball organization that provides disadvantaged kids with a safe opportunity to develop both baseball skills along with flight skills. The mentors also monitor their academic progress, guide them with friendships and teamwork. I chose to do this because I have a passion for baseball and I want underserved kids to get a chance to play the sport I love to play. Donating to Carolina Metro Reds made me feel happy that I did something good and meaningful for other kids who love baseball. I saw God in this experience because God wants everybody to have an equal chance in life. I would like to end this with Proverbs chapter 22, verse six. 
Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Thank you. Hi, I'm Melissa Sanchez. I'm a sixth grade at Northwest School of the Arts. I donated my $20 to Human Rights Charity First. It's a charity where they help the people that are stuck in Afghanistan. I've been feeling bad for the people in Afghanistan, and that's why I decided to donate. I learned from this experience that God is always with us no matter what decision we do. And I saw God on where I was making my decision and which I thought which was better and which one would help more people. Good. So there were those who donated directly to an organization and there were others who collaborated with others. Maybe they Maybe they purchased uh, materials or maybe they got together with others to do a lemonade stand or something else. We've got a couple that, uh, that worked with others. Take a look. My name is Faye Osgood and I go to Indian Land Intermediate School. My school district has really grown since we moved to South Carolina seven years ago. I know that teachers sometimes have to use their own money for classroom supplies because some kids aren't able to bring in their own. I decided to ask my homeroom teacher, who is also my science teacher, if she needed things for her class. She replied saying I could always use the basics, pencils, Kleenexes, and since she is my science teacher, we do a lot of experiments. She asked for aluminum foil, tape, and glue as well. I used the $20 that Pastor Scott gave me to buy her all of the items on her wish list. Hello, my name is Joshua Lovitas. I'm in Weddington Middle, and I am in seventh grade. I got $100 in my envelope, and I got another 100 from my Sunday school teacher, and then another 100 on top of that from my parents. Um, I increased the kingdom of God by donating it to um, an organization to help kids with cancer. The organization's name is Il Bella Santos Foundation, and they help kids with cancer. And this is Miss Amy, who's about to tell you a little bit more. When Isabella was two years old, she was diagnosed with a rare form of pediatric cancer called neuroblastoma. She battled for five years, and unfortunately, she lost that battle. Her parents started ISF in a way to find a cure for Isabella. Unfortunately, that didn't come to fruition, so they've continued this fight for other children and their families battling rare pediatric cancers. They have raised nearly $5 million over this time and they have funded a treatment room at Levine's Children's Hospital. They've helped various families battling pediatric cancer and they funded breakthrough trials. Good. So now we have two more brave ones who are coming forward here to join me to talk about their experience as well, about how they've made a, an impact for the kingdom of God. So we'll start with Kara here. So maybe if you'd introduce yourself first, you can take your mask off for this. Hi, I'm Kara Nealon. I'm a sixth grader at Collinswood Language Academy, and I got $20 in the envelope. Our language academy, so what's your language? Spanish. All right. And what, uh, how much money did you get in the envelope? $20. $20. Did it stay at 20 or did you grow it by other means? Um, I used some of my money, and I got some of my family members to match it. All right. What would you get it up to? $200. $200. That's 10 times already. The servants were congratulated by doubling it 10 times. So now you have $200, Kara. 
What, are you gonna, what did you do with that? I made goodie bags and put toys and things for children inside of them. So you, you bought toys, you wrapped them up? Yes. Like in a bag, so you wrap them up with paper? Or? Uh, I used gift bags and put tissue paper inside of them. Okay. And where did you send them or where did you deliver them? I used some of them for foster children and some of them for children in the hospital. Oh, yeah. What, how did you get connected to those ministries? Um, my family has been donating to the Children's Hospital for a while, and Foster Village is an organization that my family has been connected to. All right. So you took 20, got to 200, and then helped children both at Foster and in the hospital as well. Yes. That's doing far greater things than these that Jesus talked about. Thank you, Kara. You can applaud now. Good. And Aiden, you can introduce yourself first, Aiden. Hi, I'm Aiden McConnell. I go to South Charlotte Middle School, and I'm in seventh grade. And how much money did you get? I got $50. Yeah, I heard last time you started with $50. Yes. How much did that grow? It grew into over $400. So almost eight times the amount. $400. Great, great. So now you have $400. Mm -hmm. What did you do with that? Well, some, I got actual money donations, and I got some, like, boxes of donations. Like, I'm giving to an organization called Carolina Family Connections, and basically what they do is they help foster families. So if these foster families don't have enough time or money to get the supplies they need before the foster children come into their homes, they, Carolina Family Connections gives these foster families what they need. So I've been collecting diapers, pacifiers, sippy cups, school supplies, basically anything a child needs to grow. How did you get connected to that ministry? Well, it's, it started when I remembered a story my mom had told me a while back. When I was a baby, we were shopping at Walmart for diapers, and this woman had come up to my mom, and she asked for some diapers, and she told my mom her story. Basically, this woman had just moved to Charlotte, and she had a newborn baby, and she didn't, have, she didn't have a job or enough money to buy diapers. So my mom bought her a box of diapers, and I remember the story, and I thought, I would like to help people who are probably going through the same situation. So I looked for some organizations, and this one really struck me as one that would give the most impact. And for me, it's not so much as giving to this organization, it's telling people about it so they can help in their yeah. own ways. I understand you have a table downstairs. Mm -hmm. What are you doing down there? Um, I'm selling some bracelets I've made over the years, and I'm also just giving out some more information about Carolina Family Connections, and I have some little pamphlets, and I actually have the donations I've come up with downstairs, too. Great. Mm -hmm. All right. That is doing far greater things than these as well. Thank you for that ministry. <laughs> There is a text from 2 Corinthians chapter 4. It says this, But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. Let me break that down. We've got treasures, and not worldly wealth necessarily, but the treasure that Paul is talking about here is the same one Jesus did that is the power of the presence of the Holy Spirit within us. That's the greatest treasure. And then the treasure is found in the uh, clay jars, in the clay jars. 
And what Paul is referring to, of course, is not some ornamental jar that you fill with the Holy Spirit and put on your closet door. Um, Instead, the clay jar is referring to us. In fact, one translation says the fragile jars of clay, because that's what you and I are, fragile jars of clay, ordinary, nothing special, from the earth. I'm just a carpenter, I'm just a tax collector, I'm just a fisherman, I'm just a middle schooler, I'm just a jar of clay. And yet here is where God uses that to bring out God's God's plan. When, When Gretchen and I spent some time in Japan years ago, there is this Japanese art form about when they repair broken vessels, broken clay jars. Now, most of us, we we have a broken vase or something. We try to glue it back together so you don't see any of the cracks. In this particular art form, they went just the opposite. They, They exaggerated the glue, the mortar that they used was a bright color, sometimes red, sometimes gold, because they believe that it's in the brokenness that our story can be found. In the flaws, that's where our uniqueness can be discovered. So instead of hiding the brokenness and the flaws, with this art form, they accent it, and each one is a unique piece, just like you and me. And so what do we do with our brokenness, with our flaws? I think there's a tendency to avoid them or to cover them or pretend they're not there. But if we use this same idea about leading with the flaw, leading with the brokenness. It may not just accent those particular lines, but we could be the jars of clay in which the line shines forth, that others can see it. You know, without the light from within, you can't really see what's inside. The jar is not illuminated. Last night, you know, we have some family in town. Last night, we had a pumpkin carving championship of the world and I won because I was the judge but when you're done with it but when you're done with it it doesn't really look like much you can't really see it until when until you put the light inside and then pops and comes the light I think what Paul is getting at here in 2nd Corinthians We are jars of clay. We are broken. We are flawed. There are cracks all over the place. But take heart. Because the Spirit of the Almighty is inside. And when that Spirit of the Almighty is inside, it doesn't cover up the cracks. It doesn't pretend they're not there. But it shines through. And it goes back to that text. So that the all-surpassing power is shown as God's and not our own and not our own. Those of you who are members and frequent visitors will be receiving a letter from me this week for stewardship for next year. The intention card in there we want you to think about, pray about, and return next Sunday, the 24th. And some of you will think about, what, I, what can I afford? Others will talk about, what does the church need? Maybe some will say, what kind of a tax credit do I need next year? But how about a fourth? 
How about the fourth saying, how can God work through my brokenness? How can God shine through my flaws? So that together, so that together, we can do exactly what Jesus claimed we will do. We will do far greater things than these. Far greater things by working together to let the light shine through our flaws for his glory. And all God's children said, amen, amen. Thank you, thank you. Have a seat.